Welcome everybody to the All Bullshit Aside podcast. This is episode six. I'm David. This is my co-host Edie. Hi everyone. And in honor of Mental Health Awareness Month, we brought back my son, David Jr. Hello. To talk about a little bit of his experience growing up. All right. Well, David, we wanted to go ahead and acknowledge, um, start with um, the loss of your mom. Uh, she was killed by a drunk driver, correct? Yes, that's correct. And, and I don't know how, you know, you've helped yourself to deal with that. You know, have you gone some counseling or what have you done to help with, with that situation? Um, so, I, you know, obviously this, uh, well, a lot of people, I don't know if they do know or not, but this incident um, occurred when I was you know, four, I, when I was four years old. Okay. So, you know, I was very young at the time and I didn't, really comprehend what was going on so i think when i was young i you did put me through counseling but yeah it, we did we had like uh the the police department that was in charge of the the, uh-huh. the case they had their own um like a therapist kind of detective where he was meeting with us once a week to talk as if like a little family group and mainly it was for my son and my yeah. stepdaughter uh, you know, a lot of people don't know this happened on Christmas Eve of 1999. So wow. as it is, that alone was hard, you know, mm-hmm. during a, a very special holiday and how small they were. So, yeah, they did go through their counseling, but they were so small that they weren't really, you know, comprehending what was going on. Right. I, I think my stepdaughter a little bit more than him because he was only four. Uh, he was just kind of going about life. You know, I would buy him toys. He was just kind of staying busy. Mm-hmm. She was the one that was really, you know, going through it. And, and I really didn't see it because I felt like the counselors were doing their job. Mm-hmm. But like he said uh, in our last episode, you know, it was family. It was family. Mm-hmm. It was either my family. It was his family. Everybody, they were always surrounded by somebody just to kind of keep them occupied. You know? Yeah. So you, de- you, Definitely, um, that helped a lot. Yeah, it helped. Yeah, but once the, um, you know, as time goes on, families, they kind of separate and they kind of go, they live their own lives. I kind of, you know, that's when I started kind of like, man, what's, you know, we used to all be together and now we're not. So that kind of did affect me growing up and, you know, wanting to be with my family, but I couldn't because it's just, it wasn't the same as it was. Do you feel... Uh, what age did you really experience depression? Um, probably in my teen years, I started being sad because it's like, you know, you, you, you grow up and you see, you know, kids with their moms and, mm-hmm. you know, being, you know, celebrating mother's day and this, that, and you're just like, well, damn, I can't really do stuff like that. Oh. Um, you know, just those little things like, you know, um, Christmas, I know, especially like he said, you know, this event happening on Christmas Eve, it was like, man, I just dreaded the holidays. I just dreaded Christmas because it's like it was a constant reminder of what happened. So it it was just, you know, I I used to just hate Christmas all the time. Definitely. I know when we first met, the holidays was huge. Oh, yeah. um, As far as talking about, you know, depression and anxiety Mm -hmm. and, and the loss of you were married for 22 yeah. years or yeah, so um, it was, it was one of those things that was so traumatic. Like mm-hmm. everything's gone. I, I'm no, I no longer have my house. Yeah. I no longer have this, this something that I look forward to the holidays. It's gone. So, you know, so, so it was like a, another loss. Yeah. So when, when I, I think I've talked about this in the past, when I got divorced, it felt like a death, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't feel, you know, and it took me back to when I lost his mom. It just took me back to that. So now I'm dealing with the divorce. My kids are not around. And then and then reminders of my, you know, ex uh, relationship with his mom. You know what I mean? With yeah. my that relationship with my ex. 
um, it was just traumatic. So I, you know, I could totally understand how people fall into depression, mm -hmm. into drugs, into alcohol. I, to, I, you know, there was a time where I was like, they're weak, they're weak. We're like, what's wrong with you? Mm -hmm. and, then, and then being there, it's, it's like, damn. Because you have to numb. You don't know how else to numb. You, you, the, the, the feelings are horrible. Right. You know, when you go yeah. through anxiety, depression, mm -hmm. it's horrible. You feel like you don't want to be here anymore. Right. So for me to stop feeling that way, it was drugs, alcohol. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, with my own personal experience, you know, just, you know, I'm the loss of my parents both to cancer um, at a young age and also, you know, different. Um, I was married um, many, many years ago. And then I had uh, recently a um, five year relationship that, you know, you, I thought I was going to be with them for, you know, forever. But, you know, you get to a point as a female, um, for speaking for myself is, you know, what's wrong with me or, you know, yeah. and you start looking at um, just the in, you know, the outward, the inward, and, and you have to understand that, you know, you have to deal with your, your childhood, you know, childhood wounds, mm -hmm. which I think you talked about yeah. as far as, you know, um, taking it back, you know, cause a lot of people who do therapy and counseling, that's what they talk about. You, you take it back and I've learned a lot. I've mm -hmm. learned a lot and I'm processing. I'm currently, you know, in counseling and I recommend, you know, anyone, female, male, um, even if you think you're fine, you know, talk to somebody and, and you get to know yourself, you get to learn, yeah. you get to realize that, um, what you went through is the past mm -hmm. and who you are is what you make it. And you have a choice every day. And if you don't have that courage, please seek help. Mm -hmm. You know, we will be posting some numbers, um, in websites so that if you're unsure of who to call, I know a lot of teenagers that are going through it right now. Um, family members that are going through it right now too. So um, please, you know, reach out to who you feel that could help you. And if not, contact David or mm -hmm. myself and we will definitely get that yes. support for you. Um, as far as David, for you, um, I know one thing that you've mentioned is that you do suffer with PTSD. Yes. Yeah, so I was, um, I was in the army. So I, you know, being, you know, 17 years old, I signed up to be in the army um, I went straight after high school, um, and I did that. Um, you know, I did my, my job, which was an artillery. Uh, I was art basically, I was an art artillery gunner, which is somebody that just gets paid money to blow stuff up. So, I mean, at the, you know, on paper it was cool, but, um, you know, it is a combat job and, you know, one of those combat jobs, you know, they require you to go overseas and, you know, fight. So, um, you know, uh, about two years into my enlistment, I did get deployed to Afghanistan to, um, and, you know, I was part of the, you know, I was part of the wind down of the war when everything was starting to go, you know, to peacetime and like, we're not going to be fighting anymore, but you know, we, we still, you know, we were still fighting. Um, and then, you know, once I did my deployment and I came back, I noticed that I wasn't me anymore. Um, and a lot of my friends, like the, you know, a lot of my friends that from high school growing up, they're like, what's up with you, man? Like, you know, you're not, and I'm like, you know, it's hard. It's hard to explain to somebody like, Hey, this is what I went through. And like, I always tell them like that David that you knew, he's, he's, that he's never going to leave that place. Oh. He's, he's going to, he's going to, he's there forever and he'll never come back. Um, and then I started noticing that at night I would wake up and with terrors, um, you know, I would have nightmares. Um, you know, I would, um, 
I'd be very angry all the time. Mm-hmm. I would have a very short fuse. I was always getting angry. And then I, um, in order for me to cope, I used alcohol and I was, you know, constantly drinking. And then, you know, I, um, after that I used food as a, a coping mechanism too. So I would always eat, I gained a lot of weight and, you know, I was always drinking. I was just kind of had this big, you know, fuck you, I don't care mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I did it and then it, you know, affected it. It affected my um, my military career because, you know, that I just didn't want to be in there anymore. So, you know, I finished my contract and then, I, you know, I got out and, you know, I wanted to um, obviously do law enforcement, which a lot of people in the military do. But um, the issue um, in the military is that if you you get hurt and you seek help, oh, you're you're weak. Mm-hmm. You know, you're you're you, you know, you you break your arm and you go to the doctor, you're weak. Just put duct tape around there and keep going, man. You know, you seek mental help and all your week, you know, you can't, you're not. So that was the issues is that we looked at it as like, we, we don't, I can't get help because I'm, so you I, weren't encouraged. To I was not help. encouraged. Wow. And, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure some, you know, some of the people that, that listen to this podcast and that were in the army, they can relate to where, you know, the leadership was basically saying, yeah, we have it here, but if you go, then you're, you're going to be considered, you know, weak and we're not going to associate with you. So that was the big issue is that. You know, you, I was, you know, it's like putting air into a plastic bottle and just holding it at, you know, you're just going to get big and big and one day it's going to explode. Yeah. So that was the issue with me. It was, um, you know, even after I got out of the military is that I never got help. And I just, you know, I just kept, you know, working and doing my thing. And then now that I'm a police officer is that it got to the point where the bottle exploded and I just, you know, I, I hit rock bottom. So that was before you became a police officer. Uh, that was actually after, kind of oh, in the yeah. like, in the early stages of my career, because I've been a police officer for almost four years now. So kind of like the two year mark is when I'm like, all right, I the, I need to do something, or something bad's gonna happen. I don't know what, but something bad's gonna happen. Wow. So you got help. You got counseling. Yeah. Therapy? So um. Yeah. I hit. You know. Basically hit rock bottom, and I got help. Um. You know. I just told my supervisors like I'm not good, and I need. You know. What do I do? And then they referred me to like the, um, you know, the mental health people that, that work with us. And, um, you know, I started talking to my therapist and, you know, I was just kind of skeptical at first because I'm like, man, this isn't what we do, especially being like, you know, a Hispanic male and like growing up, we don't talk about help. We don't talk, we just work and that's it. We deal with it. We don't, we don't cope with it. We just deal with it. Um, so when I started talking to my therapist, I'm like, what's wrong with me? And, you know, I told her like, yeah, when I was younger, I lost my mom at this age, you know, I grew up in, you know, and, you know, basically the hood, you know, I, you hear gunshots at night, you people are selling dope and, you know, you're so, you know, the gang life is everywhere. Um, you know, from there I went to like, uh, you know, an unsteady, you know, basically growing up, um, and not a broken home, but just not a favorable situation you want to be in and then being in the military being exposed to that and now being in law enforcement and dealing with all the stuff you see now it's like she's like look, look what you're doing right like look look you like she said there's nothing wrong with you there's stuff there's it's um what she say she put it in a, in a way she's like there's nothing wrong with you but there's something wrong what happened to you yeah what's so yeah. You, yeah so um basically you know i told her she's like look you you know you, I, you can't blame yourself for how you turn out because, you know, there was a script that was written for me where I could have easily been 
in the criminal system. I could have easily joined gangs. I could have easily sold drugs. But, you know, luckily for him, mm-hmm. you know, he, he was able to like, hey, man, you know, I was in a gang and this yeah. is what happened. And, you know, you know, don't do this and do this and do that. So, you know, luckily for him, um, I, I avoided that because right. if it wasn't for him, I could have easily been another victim, another, you know, another number in the system. Right. Um, so I definitely, you know, and then even talking um, with her, I just felt so much better after a couple of sessions, um, you know, because I, did, I didn't want to take medication. I didn't just didn't want to get hooked on pills and stuff like that. So, yeah, I just, you know. The talking with her the helped talking a with lot. Her, yeah. And like I said, everybody's different and how everybody copes with, you know, depression and all that. And I, it, it's different for everybody. I use food as a, you know, as a drug. Mm-hmm. Food was my drug. And, mm-hmm. you know. You can't be a 400 pound cop trying to, you know, you know, fight somebody because you're going to lose. So, you know, it got to the point where, you know, I couldn't even get out of my patrol car because I was like breathing heavy and all that. So, you know, it started affecting my my work. And then even with my wife, it started affecting our relationship because it was, you know, I was just getting so angry all the time. And I was like, just get away from me. You don't like, you know, you don't understand. Just leave me alone. I don't want to talk about it, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, I just took a step back. I'm like, man, I can't live like this. So So you probably were feeling um you know and work like your um, emotions were all just yeah it was mostly depression, depression yeah, yeah um that i was feeling and it was just like you know like what like it would just be to the point i was just like i should be sad but why am i sad i'm just yeah. I, there's nothing you know there shouldn't be no reason for me to be sad but i would always be sad and i'm like it just got to the point where like, i didn't necessarily want to kill myself but i just didn't want to be here mm. so I just like, it was just kind of hard to like, I just don't want to be here anymore. I don't want to deal with it. Um, so so that, what actually changed it? So what you felt like you're dealing with the PTSD mm-hmm. still, but you're happier. Yeah, I'm definitely, <laughs> I'm a lot happier. And definitely the therapy helped. Cause I, yeah. I noticed after that, I was like, like, you know, I felt like different. Cause I was in like, um, I was in a job assignment that I didn't want, but I kind of had no choice. And, you know, I just, you know, I felt, I just felt stuck and I felt like I, I dreaded waking up and going to work every day. Cause I'm like, I don't want to be there. And, um, so a lot of the things is like, you know, sometimes when you're going through these things, it's just, you know, you got to just look, take a look back and see what's best for you. And just, mm-hmm. it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to cry. Yeah. It's okay to be sad, but just mm-hmm. don't let that be your, don't let it consume you. Don't let yeah. it just don't be, don't let that be your personality. Cause you'll, you'll never get out of that that um that funk because that's basically what it is it's just a funk like you're going through life it's just Mm -hmm. you know it's just a funk and when you get out of it then it's when everything starts changing well there's definitely there's the illness and then there's also um you know some people are what i've been learning are um, born with disorders and you know mentally health um that do have to take medicine Mm -hmm. but then there's also the environment that growing up and um living life you know we Sometimes life sucks and mm-hmm. we are having to deal with the situations and sometimes people don't know how to deal with that. And I'm glad that you got your help that, you know, um, that you got mm-hmm. and you definitely encouraged to, you know, anyone that is seeking yeah. help as, as def- especially a police officer, you know, cause yeah. you're out there serving your community and then, yeah. um, and that was like one of the big eye opening um, things is that, you know, you see things mm-hmm. that, general public doesn't see right we go to houses and there's 
Mm. You know, somebody with a bullet in their head and there's blood all over the floor. There's people that commit suicide and, you know, half their faces over there, half their faces over there. You see, you go and you see kids that are, you know, being abused and tortured. And, and it's like, you gotta just, you gotta put on a mask and just deal with it. Okay. Mm. This is my job. But, you know, that takes a, an extreme toll on somebody's mental health to just constantly see that. Yeah. You know, there's been times where I had to go and tell this mom, hey, I'm sorry, but your 18-year-old son is dead. Mm-hmm. And there's just, it's awful. Right. You know, you got to tell family members, I'm sorry, but they're, and there's no easy way to sugarcoat it. Yeah. Um, you know, you got to arrest dudes because they're beating on their girls and it's like you know and it's like this and it's you're going back to a week later because of the same thing and it's like you know it's just a lot of stuff that comes with that job and you know obviously I knew what I was signing up for right. but when you're actually there experiencing it it's like oh my god it's like I you know there's just bad people in this world that right. want to do bad things it's evil mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. well thank you for serving nah, and also it. for yeah. continue to serve and being there for your community, you know, and your family, you know, that you are going about to race. Yeah. <laughs> but as far as David, um, you know, do you, you have spoken about your depression yeah. and your attempt suicide? And mm-hmm. I don't know if it was multiple times, but. No, it was just one time mm-hmm. where I just felt like the same. It's like, you feel like you don't want to kill yourself, but you don't want to be here no more. Mm-hmm. You just don't see the, you don't see the point. It's like, you know, you, you work a lot or you, it's like the same thing every day. It's like, what, what, and I'm not happy. You know what I mean? Yeah. So then you finally just kind of get, you know, you get out of that funk. It's a funk. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. And then you start seeing, you know, you start knowing your worth and you start seeing, you know, the, the glimpses of what, you know, the good stuff around, I don't know. Like, uh, for example, when he went into the military, I wasn't okay with it. Mm-hmm. You know, I know because I knew who I am and I knew how I was going to react to it. And yeah, as I went through my depression because, you know, he was, I actually thought he was just somewhere not doing much. And, you know, when I found out the truth, it, 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 it killed me. It was like, what do you mean you were out there mm. fighting? Oh, and you this? didn't know. I didn't know that he was really actually out there looking for mines and wow. stuff. I didn't mm-hmm. because he knew, he knows his dad. Mm-hmm. He knew that I was going to be a mess. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I went through the same thing, the overeating, the depression. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't share it with my ex-wife because she didn't care. She was no help. Yeah. You know? So mm-hmm. it had it just, it was just, and I couldn't share it with my mom. My mom thought the same thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, I, I, I could totally see how parents, um, what they go through when their kids are out there. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a couple of times where I got phone calls. And the, when the military calls you, it <gasps> says you as army. And my, my heart would just... Drop. And it was always mm. some kind of courtesy phone call. Ugh. But I was waiting. I was always like, oh, my God, I didn't want to. I didn't want to listen. You know, I didn't want to answer the phone <sighs> when they would call. Because they, because, you know what? Even married, mm. I was still a mom and a dad because there was no support. Right. There was no support for my ex-wife. Um, so I had to be mom and dad, even for my daughter. For years, I had to be mom and dad because mm-hmm. there was no support from the mom. The mom thought that if she bought her what she needed, that was being a mom. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I've always had to take that role um, for both these kids as mom and dad, mom and dad. So it was like a double yeah. anxiety, double depression. And it really it never like, goes away. No. Because I'm sure you still no, worry now, about even him. now, knowing <laughs> that he's a cop, yeah. I don't I don't ask him about it. Like, I think I think a couple of times I asked you, right? Like, yeah. Hey, and I'm like, oh, no, I, I, I don't want to yeah. know. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you dread it. Yeah. Like, you know, I know he's a big, tough kid. I know he can handle himself and everything. Mm-hmm. But I, I have this... I think I developed this little bit of a 
like a what's the word I'm looking for? Like um, um, not a security thing, like a, a overprotective thing. Because mm-hmm. and when his mom died, mm-hmm. you know, I was constantly, mm-hmm. you know, because I I relived that moment where, um, if I got a phone call at two three in the morning, I would panic. It's mm-hmm. like I, I people knew don't call me at that time because I'm gonna panic. Right. So it was always it, with him. I was like, "Be careful. Where you going with? Mm-hmm. Remember with your friends? Yeah. My daughter. Who are you gonna be? Don't be around. Right. If they're doing drugs. Blah blah. blah. Mm-hmm. Even with my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Call me when you get home. Text me. You know, mm-hmm. have a safe drive. You know, it's like it's a constant like, fear. Like protector. That protector, that, but yeah. that you're gonna. Fear. Not, and I don't think it's overprotecting. It's just like uh, just a word. I mean, it's yeah, natural. I don't care about you. Like, yeah. Right? Other people, like yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and flip yourself over the freeway. I don't give a shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like it's for those that I care about. It's like, <laughs> it's like. As I, you know, they know, oh, he really cares. You know, yeah. I got my girlfriend pepper spray. She's, you know, she could probably beat someone's ass, but it's like, you know, here, take this. Yeah. I can't give you one of my guns because it's not legal. <laughs> but that's, that's the thing that became, you know, a part of my life. Right. It was like, just the protective, very right. protective, you know, mm-hmm. look around, look in your surroundings, you know, who's there, Definitely. who's that, you know what I mean? You're mm-hmm. out there late. Don't put gas at, you know, right. midnight, put gas yes. at, you know. I mean, especially everything. right now, yes. I mean, there, crazy. it's not just female, it's males. They want everybody. Yeah. It doesn't matter. They yeah. want your body parts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had to stop. Uh, he actually told me, don't look at the news. Don't go on the internet when yeah. he was out there. Oh, why? Mm-hmm. And any time I heard Afghanistan, I was like, <laughs> you know, oh, wow. I would hear the, the, you know, six died, five died. And I was like, are you all right? Where are you? Where are you? Oh my gosh. So I got to that, like, uh, kind of, a, you know, if you don't text me back right away, I start panicking. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But, um, yeah, I, I could totally relate to parents mm-hmm. and, you know, when they're just, you know, what they go through and right. some parents don't even talk about it. No. You know, I, I've at least talked about it. And, and with counseling, you know, I've talked about everything. Yeah. And, and uh, mental health where, you know, this month is awareness is mm. it's not just depression, it's anxiety. It's yeah. um, being paranoid. It's, it's, you know, my 13 year old daughter had a friend and we're going back maybe when she was eight and her friend was saying, I could hear her on the phone. I, I'm having an anxiety attack. I'm like, Who's yeah, ha- who has yeah. at seven and eight years old? Yeah, and I'm like, you're, you're not supposed to be thinking. Right. Like that. And, my, and then later on, my daughter's like, I'm having an anxiety attack. I'm like, no, you're not. You know, and I'm thinking, OK, is it your the atmosphere? You know, is it how do you learn? How do yeah. children learn yeah. without, you know, experiencing things? And not that my daughter's never going to experience it. She's already experiencing, you know, mm-hmm. heartache and friendship and girls yeah. that, you know, their best friends and stuff. But. It's just life, yeah. you know, and it's hard. Life is hard and and we're all here, um, you know, better. Yeah. We're all here living and yeah. we're able to share with you all that, you know, you can do it and, you know, your life matters. And, um, you know, especially with David, when we met, what he was going through, that's kind of where um, we got together to do this podcast Mm -hmm. was to be a voice to be able to speak to people that are going through depression that are going through a breakup that are going through a divorce um you know you're not alone you're not alone you know and i know it feels like you're alone but Mm -hmm. yeah you're not alone because you know it's like it's like my son said in in our environment you know being mexican american Mm -hmm. or you know coming from that background i never saw my dad express himself like i do never you know, and, 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 or my brother or, or any uncles, anybody, you know? Mm-hmm. So uh, for me doing this in the beginning was more, you know, to kind of reach to the Mexican or the Mexican, whatever. Yeah. Now it's like anybody, yeah. male, it doesn't matter what race you are, mm-hmm. I don't, male, female, you're going through something. 
you know, whether it's a breakup or a loss of a child mm-hmm. or whatever trauma you're going, it's it's about speaking about it. Right. Because there's a lot of people out there right now that are really not doing well. You yep. know, I get a lot of DMs mm-hmm. where there's yeah, you can you can feel the the desperation yes. in their texts. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to do. I don't know. What, and mm-hmm. It's like you know, calm down, do this. And I get it. What we've done may not be for everybody. Right. Right. I I I get a lot of people. Well, how did you do this? Well, look, this is what I did, but it might not work for you. You know, hitting the gym, eating healthy, mm-hmm. and and or just going on hikes or reading books, it helped me. Right. You know, but some things trigger me. You know, this mm-hmm. might trigger you. I get people that say that if you pass by a restaurant that reminds them of their ex, they mm-hmm. can't even be in the same area. I'm like, damn, that's really hard. You know. Well, you you experience that I too, did. I and did I know for a while, I I yeah. have too. But now it's like like yeah, you, you pass by <laughs> things, you're like whatever. Yeah, because like, oh, it's whatever. like anything. Time yeah. heals. You know, yes, I get it. Yes. And you have, it's not just time heals, but you become, you get stronger Yeah, and, um, you learn how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. You know, now you can drive by and go to certain stores. I'm yeah, sure that, yeah. you know, <laughs> <laughs> that you're like, whatever. Yeah. But, um, we definitely want to make sure that we share any, you know, as, as far as help to make sure, please get the help that yes. you need. Um, anything else, David, that you want to share? No, it's like you said earlier. Um, if you know, there's we're gonna post some numbers and some websites, and um, you know, maybe you don't, you're not comfortable talking to us or a family member, but there's always somebody out there you can talk to. So just don't feel alone. As far as David, anything that you would like to share? Um, you know, it's therapy's. It's okay to get therapy. It's okay to get help. It's okay to cry. It's okay to be sad, but. Like I said, don't let it be who you are. You yeah, know, don't stay there too long. I tell people, don't yeah, stay there too long because that's when it kind of you, you dig that hole that's hard mm-hmm. to get out of. Just find a hobby. Um, you know, I just started learning how to play the electric guitar because mm-hmm. that's always something I wanted to do. And you know, I'm 28 years old, and here I am. These little kids are walking out of their list, and I'm going in. So, <laughs> like I said, just finding a hobby, finding a, a way to escape, whether however it may be, and you know, not everybody's situation is the same. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, there's people that have gone through worse things than me and you know it's kind of a lot harder for them to kind of get help um which is understandable but like i said being especially this this is for like the um for all the veterans and the law enforcement out there I, you know it's i know what it's like um <laughs> yeah thank you again and to all the veterans and currently serving um you know it's a hard situation and we thank you uh, especially now you know you you're in the in the police force officer you know and um, my father was a police officer too so it, it doesn't just affect you it also affects your family your dad you know and, and your you know your kids and your wife and you know we want to make sure that you all get the help that you need to because yeah. it's an ongoing process yeah I mean, it's um it's not easy but no. like i said it's just mm-hmm. especially for those people out there just just get help because yeah. you don't want to be the next one, the next, the next statistic. Because, you know, I, I am, I'm gonna have a son, and I have to stay here for him. Yeah. I have to, you know, you have to be, you have to think about your family, and, you know, people love you. Don't think that because life sucks right now. It's gonna be like that for a long time. Yeah. It's not. Um, so definitely, you know, to all my veterans and all my, you know, law enforcement people out there, just, just get the help you need because, you know, we don't want to, we don't want to have to bury you. Right. Mm-hmm. And anybody who's dealing with alcoholism, you know, people who drive drunk are probably going through something themselves. 
but please, you know, take a Uber, take a yeah. um, a Lyft, you know, now, especially nowadays, um, alcohol, drugs, you know, I have family members are so addicted. They're in their late thirties. It's like, you know, life is too short and, mm-hmm. um, you know, life is worth living and, and please, you know, get the help that you need. And thank you, f- you know, thank for, for being here and sharing your yeah. story yeah. and, Great. um, David, both David. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. I think we're going to go ahead and in here. Yes. So like we said, if you guys have any questions, you could always email us and we'll be posting those numbers and those websites for you guys to seek any help that you need. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you.